something I can see peering out of that black hole, two luminous disks. The eyes, it might be a face, might be almost oh, oh, heavens. Something wriggling out of the shadow like a gray snake. Now it's another one and another one and another one. They look like tentacles to me. Oh, yeah, I can see the thing's body. Now it's large, large as a bear. Crystals like wet leather, but that face, that face. Ladies and gentlemen, it's indescribable. I can hardly force myself to keep looking at it. It's so awful. The eyes are black and they gleam like a serpent. The mouth is a kind of V-shaped with saliva dripping from its rimless lips and seem to oh, quiver and pulsate. dust begins to settle in the lounge. A lone figure stands across the library from you. One type of fear is replaced with another. So, I think uh, our options are either to try and talk to them or to just fucking go for it. Yeah. Or maybe a little bit of A, a little bit of B. I feel like a little bit of a column A, a little bit of a column B is usually our vibe. Okay. And we're sure this is a real person, correct, Ben? Like, this is um, not a ghost. Sink. Go ahead and sink and determine that, I guess. Okay. Okay. Uh, not a great roll. It's two negatives, a neutral, and a positive, which, to be fair, with my four is still a plus three. Nice. Uh, yeah, that's fine. This person is uh, very uh, concretely there of the living realm. Okay. Okay. So I will indicate this to Alistair and kind of give him a look like, now what? <laughs> um. So, Alistair feigning a more profound degree of startlement than he's actually feeling will kind of rear back and in doing so, accidentally shine his big fucking flashlight directly in this person's face and just Ooh, go, okay. oh, shit! We thought this place was abandoned. We're just here for a podcast, man. Do, 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 do. Be cool, be cool. Uh huh. A podcast, sure. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Okay, Ezra. That puts us in a contest. You versus okay. me. Okay. So uh, contest is any, as I'm sure we've explained before. Uh, whenever two or more characters have mutually exclusive goals but aren't directly trying to harm each other, they are in a contest. Uh, so go ahead and what do you try? I guess you're trying to deceive. I am trying to deceive. I have a plus one and I get a plus two from Flash the Badge. Plus two to deceive when fabricating a reason to be somewhere I'm not supposed to be. Doesn't matter yeah. how dumb the reason is. Hmm. <laughs> um, now, now, hold on. Did you write down it doesn't matter how dumb the reason is? It's me. I thought it was implied. Oh, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> it would just be very funny if you put in your text, Ben, let me have this. I, I, there's like not enough ben, let me have space, this frowny face. but we can add that for posterity. Okay. Um, ben, going please. forward, that, yes. <laughs> ben, please. <laughs> ben, please. That's, pardon me while I lose the ability to do math. Four. I 
think Ben's trying to locate my ability to do math. <laughs> I, I dropped a die. Okay. It, uh, it's just, it, it left this plane of reality. It's, it's joined my dice horde, Ben. I'm so sorry. Oh, finally, you have a fate die. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, okay, I am going to roll will to refute that, I guess. For lack of a better phrase. Uh, wait, what did you roll? Four. Okay, I also rolled a four. Ooh, uh, okay. <laughs> scrolling. <laughs> If there's a tie for the highest result, no one gets a victory and an unexpected twist occurs. Sure. This could mean several things depending on the situation. The terrain or environment shifts somehow. The parameters of the contest change or an unanticipated variable shows up and affects all the participants. Uh, okay. You turn to shine your flashlight uh, toward this person who has interrupted uh, this, this room, this scene that you're uh, having with saint and an unidentified presence. Um, I guess it's the first time that you've seen any person uh, here. Uh, so, you know, it would not be that weird if you were indeed shocked at the presence of someone. But you, you feign your shock uh, and you shine the light directly in this person's eyes. They hold up uh, their hand to block the light and... When they do, you can see that you, you see them straining against uh, the light for a little bit. You see them kind of move over toward the entrance that they just came in through. The entrance, uh, I guess, probably from the kitchen. Uh, and reach for some antique-looking light switches. Uh, like a little, like a, one of those, you know, it's a pretty big room. It's probably like a panel of four or something. Uh, and flick all of them up uh, without any discretion as to which ones they've they've hit the previously unmentioned but definitely there the whole time two large chandeliers that are electrically lit these are these are faux chandeliers kind of snap on with with a there there's a audible like pop and sizzle of electricity as they snap on and more than one bulb bursts uh as this room that was barely lit by either of your flashlights uh, suddenly becomes overwhelmed in light and sound. The room dims a little bit as the lights kind of settle in, but that bright flash was enough to disorient everyone here. Uh, Rolls-wise, what does that mean for us? If I, for example, wanted to start swinging? That's such a great question. Take like a negative or... Uh, I know disadvantage is not really a thing in Fate, but I could feasibly roll twice. I could take a disadvantage. A situation aspect is temporary, intended to last only for a single scene or until it no longer makes sense, but no longer than a session at most. Situation aspects can be attached to the environment the scene takes place in, which affects everyone in the scene, but you can also attach them to specific characters by targeting them when you create an advantage. Situation aspects describe significant features of the circumstances the characters are dealing with. That includes sudden changes in a character's status, like sand in my eyes, disarmed, cornered, or covered in slime. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know it was slime, y'all. <laughs> hey, girl, sorry I'm late. I'm uh, covered in slime. Just, just a, just a fun Friday night with the boys. With the boys <laughs> cornered, get, get disarmed, covered in slime. disoriented, sand in my eyes, covered in slime, covered in slime. <laughs> 
Boys night. Why can't um, we just do things together as a couple? Why do you always have to go out and get slimed with your boys? <laughs> Why can't I get stained in my eyes with you? Um, the answer is this is a, a situational thing and we'll either need to like leave the room, it sounds like in this case, or I'm just gonna have to deal with this issue until the disorientation stops like for like a couple rounds or something until I'm over it. Yeah, pretty much. This is a temporary status effect. Um, okay. You know, hey, not to, but yeah, like a status effect in Pokemon where it goes away after a few turns. What is the impact on me if I try to do something? Sure. Let's give everyone minus one on uh, physical moves. Okay. Uh, okay. For the next few rounds. Okay. Yeah, now here's the question. Now that... Would that affect, including something physical, include, I guess, like, trying to run out of this room? Okay. So, I know that this whole buildup has been like, alright, time to get a fight in. Do we want to just book it? I feel like, on the one hand, if we book it, they're gonna look for us. And we're mm. gonna have to deal with people, and more people are going to look for us. Yeah, Whether if we knock this dude out, people may not realize that we're. Yeah, will that we buys are. us time, which is okay. something I think we need. Good. No more need for explanation. Yeah. Time for me to start fighting. Um, okay. Uh, then I. So we need to set. In this case, we will need to set the turn order here, yeah. since I have I have decided I would like to initiate a combat situation, a conflict. As it were. Um, my notice is, which in this case, because it's something physical, it is determined by our notice. My notice is a plus one. Not very good at it. So what is the notice of my yes. opponent? Do I get to attack them before they attack me? Uh, the notice of your opponent, yours would be a one in total. Yep. His would also be a one in total. Okay. Uh, two. So for then, so technically Alistair goes first. Huh. Uh, and then for uh, those of us who are tied, there's like a secondary uh, thing that we could then take and that will break our tie. Um, I am. Yeah, let me just double check what that is. Uh, turn order, turn order, turn order. Uh, physical conflicts, that's athletics and then physique. My athletics is also not great. For someone who's a plus three in fight, I don't have any athletics or physique. Does my opponent also have a zero in athletics and physique? Because if so, that's going to be really funny. They also have a zero in athletics or physique. Great. What is their fight? Two. Baller. Well, no, in this case, one. Okay. Mine is, in this case, a two. So, <laughs> let's just say I will go before them. Okay, so sure, I sure, go sure. first. You go first, and, and then, then me, mystery, and then... Mystery opponent. Which, to be fair... Alistair, if you want, you could full defend. You don't need to attack if you don't want to. I could give you my taser. You could give me your taser. Makes a resources roll. <laughs> Actually, that's not a bad idea. Is spend your turn just trying to, like, find... Yeah, try, roll resources, taser out, safety's off, ready to, you know, primed and ready to fire if you need to prime a taser. I don't know how a fucking taser works. I don't think so. I think once you turn it on, you can just start tasing. <laughs> you do have to charge it up. Well, hopefully it's charged. No, it takes, like, 
It takes like half a minute. Oh, yes. Okay. I thought you were talking about like power wise. And I'm like, well, hopefully you charged it before you brought it in <laughs> I here. Can, yeah. I, I, uh, but I think it's. Yeah. I have Alistair, you're trying it. to find an outlet in this building built in 1910. <laughs> Shit. Alistair, you um, tried to find two AA batteries. Um, I have, anyway. yeah, no, excuse you. Uh, I have, I have a, a, a government issue, uh, car charger for my tailor. <laughs> Obviously. Obviously. What do you take me for? Do I look like an amateur? Uh, okay, so what are you trying yeah. to resource then? So I would like to, in the in the spirit of helping Saint to overcome this obstacle of we are blinded and disoriented, I'm gonna be like, cool. I want you to be able to. Act, I want you to turn this into an advantage by being able to act faster and tase this person before they can. Do oh, you're pre- you do. are prepping the taser for me. I am prepping the. T- I am like. Okay. I am like getting the taser ready for to slap into your hand and like you fire it because you're better at fighting than I am. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't need to spend any time charging it up or turning it yeah. on or anything. It's ready yep. to go once it's in my hand. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Ben, will you buy that? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Just make sure you don't hand it to him electric side. Uh, electric side out. This <laughs> is you trying to actually fuck me over. You're like, fuck this I, bitch. I accidentally, <laughs> I accidentally tased Saint instead. <laughs> yeah, I just double checked. You for sure have to, like, it's not, you don't press the on button and it has all that electricity flowing through it immediately. Yeah, there, it's like a uh, charge or whatever. Okay. No, that's not what that cool. is. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I mean, I ran into that with my Googling where charging is specifically when you refuel it. By yeah. plugging it in or yeah. swapping out the battery. Do you have to prime a taser? Yes. Or what have you. Okay. Classic. Well, go ahead and prime that taser for me. Okay. That's a... Is I don't know if you probably need to roll for that. You could probably just do that. If that's what you're spending your turn doing. I can't imagine you would have issues turning it on, but I don't no, know. No, I doubt it. I don't know. If I need to roll something, I'm rolling resources. Mm-hmm. But that's up to you. I, I didn't know if this need if this had to be a go skill action. Okay. Go, go for the roll. Okay. Do, do am I taking a, a a negative on that? Does that count as a physical thing? I wouldn't count that as a physical. No, I I think that's that's probably what what's on your belt and where is probably a muscle memory thing. Okay. Okay, that is uh two positives and two neutrals plus one resources is a three. Is a three. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna say you you very simply handle everything that you described. Uh, and Saint, congratulations, you are now holding an armed taser. Baller. Okay. Uh, my turn then. I, uh, what is the, what is it fucking called? Shift? It's like a shift, right? Yes, what would you say the shift two. on a taser is? Probably a two? Two. I believe so. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, cool. Then I'm going to go to attack this guy. I believe, um, here I'm rolling my fight. And I am adding my shift to that also. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a big old plus five here. Are they all out? I mean, they can react. So they're reacting to my attack with yeah. their defense. If you want, you can forego your action for the exchange. So that's them. If they wanted to on their turn, they could right. just defend, which is a little different than resolving that is an full attack. Defense, you're right. Yeah. So I, I think in this case. Um, they will need to roll, like, a combative attack, and then whatever number, is like, over mine or over theirs is what they take in terms of stress or consequences. 
Maybe you twist away from the blow just right, or uh, it looks bad, but it's really just a flesh wound. You exhaust yourself, yada yada. Mentally, stress can mean you just barely manage to ignore an insult or clamp down on an instinctive emotional reaction or something like that. When you take stress, check off a stress box. Okay, am I understanding this correctly? So, like, when you attack them like that, because they are not going to... Because it's on your turn and they're not going to take a full round defense. Um, no, they haven't even had a chance to yet. Haven't even had a chance to. That it's just purely against whatever their innate defense is. I.e. what they're wearing. Or do I also roll defense? I think they get a, they get an opportunity to react. Yeah. Most of the time you're going to be attacking another character or creating an advantage on your turn because that's the point of a conflict. Take your opponent out or set things up to make it easier to take your opponent out, as we did with the lights. Um, however, if you have a secondary objective in the conflict scene, you might need to roll an overcome action instead. You'll encounter most of this if you want to move between zones. That's like if you're trying to run away. Um, or there's a situation aspect in place to making things problematic. Uh, regardless, you only ever get to make one skill roll on your turn in exchange, unless you're defending against someone else's actions. You can do that as many times as you want. Okay, so presumably if someone, like, for example, attacked Alistair, um, it didn't attack me and there were a bunch of other NPCs or whatever, I could, once per turn, respond to that by doing something, or I would just have to sit there. Mm -hmm. Okay, that makes sense to me. So, but in this case, they're probably going to defend. If there was another buddy here, maybe somebody else would, like, try and defend them Absolutely. or would, like, you know, whatever. But in this case, they are going to roll to defend. Regardless, you only get to make one skill roll on your turn in an exchange unless you're defending against someone else's actions, which is why you get to roll in defense. You can do that as many times as you want, presumably as many times as you are attacked. Yeah. You can even make defend actions on behalf of others so long as you fulfill two conditions. It has to be reasonable for you to interpose yourself between the attack and its target, perhaps if you love each other very much. And or you you're standing the next to them, any, maybe. Yeah, of any failed rolls. Okay, cool. So I do. I am allowed to roll defense. Yeah. Cool. Problem fucking solved. Uh, so, so Maddie, what did you end up rolling in total? Five. All right, I am. <sighs> What'd you roll? Did you roll a fucking ben five? Because no. if so, I'm gonna scream. Ben, no. No. So here's here's what's fun is I I like. <laughs> I was gonna. I was about to preface, you know, what I was doing verbally, uh, but the dice roll just kind of stopped me in my fucking tracks because it was so bad. <laughs> What'd you roll? Um. So, I'm rolling athletics to kind of get out of the way. Sure. Um. To kind of like, what, what's the phrase? Like kite backwards. Yeah, you're you're instead of trying to dodge, you are just rolling with my attack to try and get away from it. Yeah. Exactly. But. <laughs> so yeah, would you negative, roll? So that's a negative two. Total? Minus the one penalty that I put for all physical actions. So you're taking me? eight damage. What? Plus one for what they're wearing. Okay. That's so you're taking seven. seven damage. Great. So anyway, that's a successful hit with the taser. Yeah, which is is this is so funny you have to take either all of your physical stress and then some consequences or all of your consequences and some physical stress along with it that's all all right all stress and the consequence of being unconscious okay great can i describe what it can i describe what it looks like absolutely fight resolved congratulations matthew great 
Uh, I would like to, okay, for the listeners' uh, sake, I've been watching a lot of John Wick again recently, uh, so I imagine this is a John Wick-ass fight. This is so funny for a guy who's like, I just want to help people. Anyway, fuck you! Uh, I'm gonna grab him by the collar uh, and, like, tase her. God, what is the most effective place to tase somebody? I mean, probably anywhere, right? I don't know how tasers work. Chest is usually yeah so i'll oh, get wait, him in the you not supposed to you're not supposed to do the chest because that's where the fucking you're not supposed is. to do the chest because yeah. i think that's so i'm gonna kill people with the day yeah so i'm gonna go for the real quick where to taste i'm gonna go for the gut i think that a gutter side seems safer like effective but not like deadly also just like for the sake of the neck of under the arm everyone's comfort level in this world building can we just say that like we're not gonna accidentally kill this person Kid, I, there's no way I'm gonna accidentally kill this person. They are unconscious. That is their okay. consequence. Sweet. Um, yeah, I'll go for I'll I'll go for like the gut. Um, grab by the collar, gut, and like because they're trying to roll back, they go too far and like slam into the wall, uh, and that knocks them unconscious. Then I have to drop them, uh, and then I turn the taser off and throw it back to Alistair, <laughs> who like catches it and then just stares at Saint for a second. Yeah. I'm the hottest guy in this building. <laughs> we spent all this time prepping for this fight. <laughs> I did it in one roll. I am I am feeling so powerful right now. You guys cannot imagine. <laughs> takes up the Satan takes up the fucking All Saints clock. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, because that was such a move. They clatter to the floor and a switchblade falls out of their robes. Great. My blade now. I'm going to take that. Um, What, is that a two or a one? In terms That's of a two, because it's not an improvised weapon. It's a Actually, I'm going to hand that to Alistair because he doesn't have anything else. So here's the... I'm going to pick that up and also toss that to you. Um, okay. Catches so. it, flicks it open, and then flicks it shut. Okay. On our on our scale, according to the fate rulebook, it's like improvised and blunt weapons are one. Or one. That's pointed weapons, so that's two. So that's a two. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We should uh we should hide them. Yeah. yeah. Someplace they're not gonna be found right away. Okay. Yep. Um. Your mission, Agent Forty Seven. <laughs> you're i am not gonna bit here's the point think- is i just uh destroyed this person i am not gonna be able to pick them up on my own though because my athletics is a zero <laughs> i mean so is mine between the two of us we'll figure between it out. the two of us we can figure it out yeah um i will say that during this time as as especially since we are no longer in combat uh your disorientation from the light blowing out fails or uh fades okay, okay. and you are back to your normal skills cool um, blink it off okay are they wearing one of those robes that we've seen the cultists in before? Absolutely. Fascinating. Cool. We should take that. Yeah. Literally. We should. Your mission, Agent 47. No, we should fucking take that. I'm going to take that. I think you should also have that because your, decep- like, your deception sure. is good. Yeah. Um, also, I'm not the one who, like. Eh, they also specifically, like, because I tried to steal the visitor. Yeah, might might more might be more aware of me. I don't know, but also I can't. Anyway, for it's fuck. it's worth it. Um, yeah. So yeah, so I we'll think take we that. should let's stash this individual somewhere. There's got to be like a closet. Yeah, is there like a closet in here? Maybe in the hallway, right outside that we would remember. 
It would be really funny if, obviously they die from hypothermia, but it would be really funny if you just dumped them in the snowbank. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> just, I thought of it. There's just a person-shaped well, like gingerbread cookie hole at the top of the snow. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, this is, this is a low chaos run, Ben. <laughs> yeah. Um, we've already we've already lost the no detection part, but we will do no well, kills. Yeah. yeah, not our fault. Um, we'll we will pick this individual up by you know like shoulders and thighs, probably basically or hands and feet. And kind do they of... have anything else on them that is interesting or helpful? Nah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, nearest closet. Put him in there. Yep. I am gonna peel the the robe off and take it. Sure, let's say there's, um, it's like a decorative chest in the lounge, uh, but you're able to stash someone in there. Sure. Because it is decorative, it is empty. Cool. Okay. All right. I like it. <laughs> yeah, I love it, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like the kind of like a, like an old steamer trunk that gets turned into sure. a coffee table. Yeah, yeah, sure. I literally have one of those in my apartment. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like the attic is our next stop. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't, I'm just like, I would like to poke, like, kind of very delicately, like, try to poke my head a little bit into the kitchen to see if I think there's, like, more people in there. You poke your head into the kitchen and you do not see uh, that there is anybody in there. Okay. You must have stumbled across a lone scout. Can we maybe do a quick listen to hear if, like, anyone is around, even, like, are people coming? Or, as we, like, are moving to the storage, are there people upstairs, like, where they might be? Probably a notice, yeah? Yeah, probably. Okay. You have a plus two to no- I'll roll two. Oh, I'll give you a plus one. Oh, sick, okay. Ah. Sorry, I tried to pick my dice all up as a stack and dropped them, and for some reason that And they were like, way I'm out of here. had any right to. <laughs> Um, that is a, that works out to a zero on the dice, so it's a two. Alright. A three? Because I gave you a plus one. A three, because I got a plus one from Saint. Um, yeah. These dice are, I think I finally found dice that don't roll I was gonna like say, you've been rolling better. Um, Hell yeah. I got my, uh. Go fight when? Fucking... Oh, those are neat. I oh, yeah. specifically I you... bought these to be Alistair dice, so. Yeah. He knows. He can tell. He knows. Okay. Once again, uh, I am not by name shouting out my uh, favorite handmade dice maker, but if you come ask me on Discord, I will tell you. <laughs> you definitely hear a source of sound upstairs. Uh, you can hear uh, maybe not the individual footsteps, but you can hear the creaking in the building that results from perhaps a group of people walking around. Mm, oh. Okay. At least more than two. Okay. R- roughly, like, where are they hanging out? Up. Uh, okay. Uh, but we are in, like, the, what? The north east side of the building, yeah? Correct. So they are hanging out in the northeast part of the upstairs, is what I am trying to determine. I think you could surmise, yeah. Okay, that's just, I wanted to confirm that we weren't... He- I, w- I wanted to confirm we weren't hearing it, like, further south or whatever. We're hearing it, like, above us. Okay, we want to go to the west side. So we want to go to the attic for sure. And I think it was implied maybe, like, the west part. The, the attic, and then we'll go from there. Um, 
hopefully the stairs up to the attic are not where those guys are hanging. So, but first of all, stairs. Uh, Were there stairs in the, like, lobby? Do I remember that correct? Or am I Yes, because the bellhop ghost came down them. Okay. There is a big, um, exposed, kind of square-shaped spiral staircase going up. Okay, well... Um, okay. So as opposed to, to a very, as opposed to like a a, a very narrow uh, spiraled metal one, like you might see in an antique library. Think like one of those big, huge lobby staircases where it goes up, right angle, up some more. Yeah. And it's never yeah. encased so much as it is like, okay. you know, it's exposed in the sense that the handrail. Yeah. Totally. Okay. So if we want to go, if we want to go to the attic, we're going to need to go to those stairs first. Yeah. Um, unless we want to try and find another set of stairs there's a lot of this building we haven't checked out yet but I don't know the more time we goof around the more I'm worried we'll get found again and I might not be quite so successful the second time no that was um quite the lucky shot up on the parts of the the hotel parts of the building i feel like we're more likely to find some sort of maintenance access emergency stair exactly okay well let's get to it i guess we will head for the atrium hopefully not encountering any more fucking bellhop ghosts on the way i mean maybe if we enter the we uh run into the bellhop ghost we could be like hey how to get to attic not a, not a bad idea. <laughs> um, or we can ask it where they keep the climbing equipment. That is true. Oh man, I forgot we do want that. Maybe that'll also be upstairs. That's something that I feel like we should knock on wood. Keep an eye out or try to find is figure out where totally. the emergency rescue stuff. Yeah, is. if they have any. If they but have any, worth looking. Yeah, for sure. Uh, okay. I think the. <clears throat> The idea was, we we need to get upstairs, see if we can find some climbing equipment, maybe if we see it. But the main plan is try and get to the attic. That's that's where the visitor is. So that sound good. Sure. If we head up to the hotel room floors that's where we'll probably find any sort of maintenance access emergency stairs yeah Yeah. how many levels is this building three is that inclusive of the attic or exclusive of the attic is it like there are three visible stories from outside and then we presume like there are three visible stories from outside Okay, okay so we probably need to get up to the third floor and that's where we'll find attic access yeah okay we do that i think we yeah, should just, I, we should just go to yeah the we'll, we'll head i guess we'll, we should head for lobby. the main stairs because i yep. think that's the only stairs we've seen yeah we could explore the rest of this floor but like i don't know the more we explore this floor the more likely it is that someone's gonna be like hey hey what's up who are you guys now that we have a cult robe, I just realized that we could do, like, a Wookiee in handcuff situation where you could be like, guess who I found? 
God. Um, we'll Hopefully keep that we'll in, come to that. But, we'll keep yeah. that in the, the back, back pocket. But yeah, yeah. We, we absolutely could do put the handcuffs on the Wookiee. Yeah. <laughs> you walk back through the theatrical room and through that initial long hallway uh, that leads back to the lobby. With the sun having set, you've noticed that the warm glow previously ascribed to this room has long since faded. And it looks as there's something about the light that is kind of highlighting the uh, more decrepit nature of this building. Even though you can assume uh, that the front door area is relatively heavily used, uh, there's just something about this way the way this building is cast in this kind of dark light that just gives it a very eerie factor. Something about the age, perhaps. To the left of you is the bank of elevators leading up to guest rooms. And to the right is that giant square wooden staircase. No bellhop? The bellhop is not immediately visible. However, you can hear and see a pen scratching away on a notepad on the front desk. So the concierge. Okay. Trying to figure out if we should go ask the, the concierge. <laughs> like, should we go ask the concierge where the fucking rescue equipment is? Or the climbing? Maybe. We can. It's kind of fun. I'm kind of a big fan of the talk to the ghosts plan. It's worked out it's fun well so far. It ha- I mean, yeah, it has. <laughs> We've gotten some significant benefits from talking to the ghosts so far. This does increase the chance that someone's going to wander in and be like, hey guys, what's up? But that information that we get might be worth it. Yeah, um, I think uh, Alistair will kind of lean into Saint once as we're both noticed the uh, the fucking um, pen taking notes seemingly of its own accord. Um, and uh say speaking with the uh resident phenomena has been useful up to this point i think it's worth inquiring after the safety equipment worth a shot anyway uh you want me to handle that while you keep a lookout for any additional cultists or do you want to be part of this conversation? In this kind of situation, I'm used to getting my information through deception, misdirection. Does one generally need to lie to ghosts? You wouldn't lie to a ghost. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the St. Garcia Flores story. Um, I, it, I, hmm, that's a good question. It kind of depends. It's it's there's a difference between lying and buying into their story. They will generally set the the scene. I'll keep an eye out and if you think trying to override the situation like with the bellhop becomes useful. This is I want to clarify this for a point of like we have established that Saints not very good at lying. The way I'm thinking about it is Sometimes, and this is some established, like, horror movie malarkey, um, 
trying to tell a ghost they're dead and like convince them that like their afterlife is sometimes makes things worse which yeah. is why i which is why i'm thinking that like th he's not thinking this is technically lying rather no. than just like buying into the bit which is why i think he's probably not quite so bad at it and i'm hoping that ben will not make me roll deception for this kind of thing but we'll see okay no, he's no, he's just empathy. yeah he's yeah, just that's, shaking his head that's interesting because yeah. that's like yeah you're not you're not contradicting someone is mm -hmm. not the same as lying to them yeah yeah they they have which is why i'm saying they have set the scene they have said like yeah cool yeah so i'll walk up to the desk then Hi there. The pen continues to scratch away. Okay. What are they writing? It doesn't look like anything. Is it so the pen that it's a It appears that it's a symbol of letters uh just at random. There there seems to be no way to decipher anything there. It almost seems like it's the act of writing itself. Hmm. Ah, so so the spirit maybe there isn't a whole lot left. Possibly. Yeah, can I roll an empathy to determine if that is a like muscle memory? There's not really anybody there other than like that the acts of these are things I did while I live, or if this is just like, or if I can get anything out of this. Really like the idea that it's like, nah, this is really just the ghost of a hand. You feel that? Uh, go ahead and roll. Okay. Uh, negative and neutral, and two positives, so overall, uh, that is a five. Saint, there's something about your innate, uh, connection to ghosts, uh, that you've honed over the years, where you can sense that there is something a little, a little more powerful than just a poltergeist here. There, there is a stronger presence, uh, than just than just this repetitive uh spiritual action ah okay uh, so there there is like a quote-unquote being here it's not just like the the yes. like yeah but well okay. well above a poltergeist or just phenomenon you, you get the idea that there is a stronger presence on the other side of the desk you just haven't it's just not paying attention to you or it isn't attuned to your world or something like that does it seem like I could could attune it to my world or get it to interact with me, or does it seem like this is just gonna be? Yeah, it much? seems like it seems like you could. You you have a number of ways of reaching out into the spirit world, whether that's through uh, song and dance in the past, uh, or I really do make it sound like you tap and do do songs. It sounds like I do. I'm like in a fucking musical of Phantom. Like yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm on Broadway. Whether that's by speaking with them directly, as you've just tried, whether through song, whether through um, interacting with their elements. You know, there's a number of ways to try to get their attention. Is there a bell there? There is. Fuck, do I want to ring a bell, though? Live dangerously. Yeah, I do, because I think it'll be interesting. So I'll do a ding ding. The pen stops writing. And sets itself uh, solidly, almost with like a military snap, at the side of the notepad. Do you look down when that happens? Yeah. 
When you look up, you see the pale blue face of the concierge. Good evening. Welcome to Springwood Lodge. Thank you. Thank you. Um, actually, uh, I'm not sure if you remember me, but my friend and I checked in yesterday. I just have a question, if that's all right. Oh, yes, quite all right. I, I'm here to serve. We were looking at maybe doing some uh, light climbing. I know that's not typically what you do here. It's more of a ski lodge, but um, we didn't bring anything with us. We forgot it at home. Do you guys have any kind of climbing equipment here? Quite dangerous, that, if you don't know what you're doing. But I suppose you could have a word with our facility desk in the chalet. Uh, they may be able to assist you, although I of course would recommend waiting until daybreak to do that no absolutely um and my friend and i are actually quite experienced we just like i said we happened to forget our uh, our equipment at home and wanted to get some practice in while we were here so uh, where's the chalet again of course i completely understand in your hurry to arrive at our luxurious resort so it goes the chalet is just outside of our west entrance if you simply walk down that hall he points to the hall opposite the one that you came in from. Well past uh, the guest rooms, uh, that is where you will find the chalet at the base of our chairlift. Wonderful. Thank you so much. I, I really appreciate your time. Uh, of course. We, of course, appreciate your business. Do not hesitate to reach out if you need anything else. Will do. Thank you. Have a good night. His eyes uh, have been this kind of... He doesn't have pupils. His eyes have been this kind of pale swirl in his in his head uh, cool but for a moment you feel as though he is making the most direct eye contact that he can perhaps through some sort of whatever spiritual dimension splits you two apart but you feel a moment of genuine sincerity when you hear you have a good night as well before the spirit fades away and the pen begins to write. Yeah, I love Luigi's Mansion. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm fucking thinking about. I know, I know, me too. <laughs> okay, okay, I'll turn back to Alistair. Okay, well, I did just make that noise. Um, and I'm going to be honest, it sounds like there's people kicking it upstairs. Maybe we want to go get the equipment and check out that... Uh, weird hole in the ground before we head upstairs or do you want to do that after i'm imagining that if we grab the visitor there's going to be a lot of drama there's going to be a lot going on maybe we should save that until after we complete everything else what do you think i would i would imagine yes if we get the hands on the uh eldritch source of their cult's power and, and influence yeah, or might cause some brouhaha yeah I think maybe we want to run with that and get out of here so if we're going to climb let's climb first okay yeah let's head in the direction of the chalet what you've just been listening to was Parasites, a glimpse into a world unknown. 
It was an actual play horror adventure told to you through the Fate system. Our players are Ezra Kay as Agent Alistair McAndrews and Manny Trumbo Gomes as capable young man St. Garcia Flores. As for myself, I was your game master and disembodied voice, Ben Hamlin. I also produced this show. Our theme song is by the incorporeal Johnny Ronaldo, and our logo was created by the haunted visage of Tara Bossart. We are currently in the process of remastering and transcribing earlier episodes of the show, and for that I would like to thank Glory Duda, Marcel Hood, and Julie Cooper, as they write down our every word and weave an intricate web of audio for you. You can stay tuned to our social media channels for more information on these developments. This show is brought to you by Infinity Break, where we're telling stories our own way. You can follow us on social media at InfinityBreak23 and check out our website for all of our other podcasts at InfinityBreak.net. We appreciate you listening to this program. If you want to help spread the word, there are good many ways to do that. Word of mouth helps us immensely, and you can add us at ParasciencePod on Twitter. And while you're at it, why not tag InfinityBreak23? We have a Patreon at patreon.com forward slash infinitybreak where you can start donating to Infinity Break for as little as $1 a month. And if you listen to Apple Podcasts, don't forget to leave a review. Lastly, I would encourage you to join the haunted chorus of voices at the Infinity Break fan discord. That's bit.ly forward slash infinity talk, capital I infinity, capital T talk. That's all for now. Let parascience never let you sleep. Like a knocking sound from the attic, or a drop of blood from the ceiling. Be careful where you step this chapter.